0: To writing is hard work. I'm Roger Colby. This is another podcast about just some writing tips, and today we're going to talk about um, writing, creating quirky characters. Here recently, I've been watching a lot of um, a lot of Coen Brother movies, and the Coen Brothers are really good at creating characters that are quirky and weird. Um, doesn't mean that you have to make all your characters weird, but it's really good to. They create characters that seem funny on the surface, and then you dig deeper, and they're a little more, have a lot more depth. Um, Also, reading uh, Stephen King's The Stand, and uh, there's some really strange, quirky characters in that one as well. Um, Those are a couple things to look at. Today, I want to talk about a template uh, that I posted on the blog. You can go read it on the blog as well, but I'm going to kind of talk through it. Um, If you want to go there, you can actually look at that while I'm talking about it. So I've been writing since I was about 15, and I just turned 50. And I've been teaching writing for a long time, and I've done a lot of study on characters and how to create good characters. Um, So I just want to drop some tips for anybody who's out there who's thinking about Maybe you're working on your right work in progress, and you just can't come up with characters that you really like. Maybe you have a good plot, but you don't haven't really figured out how to make your characters work. Um, here's some things you can do to, you know, spice that up. So, um, first of all, what you do is you create like a skeleton of those of that character, but be ready to shape that person. So. What I mean by skeleton is you start with a base character and you kind of flip a lot of that. And the base character can be somebody that's really kind of cliche, um, but in time and work, you can make that character into something new and interesting that is really out of your head. So, first thing you want to do is you want to give your character a purpose. So, what's the general purpose of your character? Are they The hero, the villain, are they somewhere in between? Are they like a minor character? Are they a background character? Um, I know there's like uh, some writers will create characters that they won't even use. I mean, I do that. I made um, several characters for my my novel series, uh, my space trilogy that I did that I didn't even use. Um, Some of them. I just didn't flush them out enough or whatever, but uh, what you do is you try to give your character a purpose. So I'm just going to use um, my novel series as an example. So one, in the Terminart plot, um, what I did was I made, I gave uh, my main character a purpose. And my main character's purpose was he was the, He was one of the last humans in existence living in this enclave, and there's all this history and backstory um, about how the humans got down to just so few numbers, um, mostly because they subjugated this whole area of the galaxy, and then the aliens rose up against them. Um, So now they're this small enclave of about maybe 300 humans left, and they're kind of discriminated against. For one, because they are treated, they treated the aliens with such disrespect and enslaved them and stuff like that. And secondly, because uh, there's so few of them and these aliens kind of won the lottery, I guess you could say the bad lottery, of the ones that would keep these humans on their planet. Um, So they didn't really like him. There's a lot of discrimination. He wants to be a police officer So he goes through about two or three times, fails, 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 and mostly he fails because they fail him. They don't want him in. But eventually he becomes a police officer, and eventually he becomes a narcotics officer um, because somebody's poisoning the humans with some kind of drug, and his wife ends up dying from the, overdosing from it, Um, and so he considers it like, get revenge, so I've got a couple things, one, uh, belonging, and two, revenge, so those are purposes. Then I come up with a name for the character, and you can do this a lot of ways, you can go into baby name books, you know, or go online to baby naming sites, Um, that's one way to do it. Um, I like using Scrivener, Uh, I use Scrivener to write all my books, Um, it's a really great writing program, I, I don't make any money off of them, I'm just saying they're great. Um, I'm just a humble writer just you know working on my books and stuff and I think Scrivener is the best thing I've ever used Uh, but it has a nice handy name generator where it just generates names Um, the thing is you can create names that have meaning and usually what I do is I go after like I'm working on something right now called Aeschylus Indelible and it kind of came out of a dream at first but Aeschylus was a writer, a Greek writer, who wrote tragedy. And indelible means to, you know, once you put something down, it doesn't doesn't go away. So, um, not that I have a character named Aeschylus in my story. Maybe I do. I haven't quite got that far. I'm, I'm still working on it, and it's, believe it or not, it's not that science fiction-y. It's more based in reality. <laughs> um, so, that's a new thing I'm working on, but... Try to think of a name for your character that means something. Maybe it means something to you, or it means something to their purpose, or to their destiny, or whatever. Um, three, think of a physical description. And it's important to start with a base character type, and then change it to suit your character's particular background. Um, and, you know, there's plenty of white-bred American white people characters, um, try to write a character that's marginalized. Um, that makes for a more interesting character. And I think you're going to get more people, uh, to sympathize or to, you know, kind of fall into their shoes. If you do that. Um, I mean, it's okay to have white bred American characters, but you know, I mean, there's so much of that out there. I mean, like, uh, I'm reading the stand right now and I don't think there's a marginalized character I've seen so far in that story. Um, they're mostly just white people, you know, so um, think about someone you, you know, who has an interesting look, you know, and describe them. Um, think about like a physical description. It can be anything, but it, it's got to be unique and you want to find maybe there's some I know, you know, some. you know, people that have a really interesting physical um, shape or different. Um, kind of makeup or what they look like. They don't look like your normal, I hate to say it, like Hollywood type, you know, person, you know, um, that just is airbrushed and all that. It's got to be somebody that's real. Um, and four, um, give your character personality, your character's personality traits that give them personality traits that fit their purpose, which might be opposite of your physical description. Okay. Or at least the trope usually associated with that physicality. Alright. Now, once you've got all that stuff down, you skip to step two, which is to do some surgery. Now it's time to add some quirks to these characters. So, first we talked about the purpose. What if you took your character's purpose and you shifted it? So, what would be one event that could derail that purpose completely? Um, And think of two... A minimum of two events which could significantly derail or sidetrack the character from reaching their goal or achieving their destiny and just write those down. For example, in my novel, The Terminar Plot, I made the main character's purpose to be the first human to serve an alien police force, yes, and to avenge the death of his wife, yeah, but then I changed that destiny by wiping out all the other humans on the alien planet where humans had found a new home. So, then also, he finds out that the alien queen may have been, uh, the one that did it, um, to get rid of, just get rid of the human beings, you know, just tired of them, tired of, and it really had something to, I think at the time I was thinking about, you know, like, um, the tragedy of homelessness, and, uh, these humans were kind of homeless in a way, like, they were very poor, and they had nothing, um, and, um uh, I was kind of using that as kind of a, I don't know, maybe I was using that as kind of a thought about uh, homelessness and um, the tragedy of it. Um, But that became the germ of the story that really took the adventure on a different track, and it really uh, helped make the story great for me. I was really able to write a really compelling story um, after all that happened because it was going one way and then it shifted and went another direction. Secondly, you have your name. Okay. So for example, my personal name, Roger Colby, is like Gaelic or something. And the first name means famous spearman and the second name means from the dark village. So I'm famous spearman from the dark village. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think my mom intended to do that. Think of the story that surrounds the meaning of your character's name. How could the name's meaning become ironic? Or an antonym for the character's destiny. So it's like the opposite. So they have this great name, but then they're not that great. Or they have not a great name, but then they are great. Um, Does their name sound like the name of another character in the story? Uh, Which would then cause confusion, thereby more conflict. I'm thinking about Big Lebowski here. And he's got the same name as this other guy. And it causes, actually causes the conflict in the story. Um, Third... Blemishes. Go back to your character's physical description. Does your character have a body type, something typical about their physical makeup that could be turned over? What would be something your character can do that would cause others to see your character differently than the way they look? Well, in my first sequel, The Terminar Plot, I had a character, her name was Mitsuki, and she was this malnourished teen girl from the jungle, and she seemed very unassuming, but was a lethal with a metal spear. I mean, she could just like really destroy huge monsters with it and stuff. So also the big Lebowski, the dude is all fist all is by all physical images, a lazy bum, but he's quite articulate and crafty. I mean, he's a decent bowler. <laughs> he's able to survive all the insane situations that cause that are caused by a misunderstanding and, and really emerges unscathed, you know, um, So the guy you thought would, you know, he sits there, uh, when the guys break into his apartment at the beginning, um, and they pee on his rug or whatever. And he's sitting there and he says, you guys don't play golf or whatever. I mean, he's very calm. He's not, they just gave him a swirly. And, uh, those of you don't know, he's put his head in the toilet, um, and they're threatening him and stuff. He's very calm. Um, and chill when all that's happening. Fourth, quirks. Look again at the personality you gave your character. What would be an opposite trait or trait that runs opposed to that base set of traits? So, for example, even though Guillermo in, in the Terminar plot the, the novel I wrote is the last human in existence, you'd think that he would exhibit all the positive traits of the human race, but however, he's very selfish and would rather run from a fight than defend himself. Um, He's generally the worst of what the human race has to offer. He's also kind of a chauvinist at some points in the story, Um, not very likable. Um, And over time, throughout the course of the novels, he ends up sacrificing, making the ultimate sacrifice to save the rest of humanity. And yeah, spoiler alert, there are more humans. Um, so, this creates some interesting chances for him to redeem himself, and thereby us all, when he's placed in situations where he has to make moral choices. Um, one of my favorite Coen Brother movies is, uh, Raising Arizona. And, um, in Raising Arizona, you have the character of H.I. McDonough, who's played by, um, Nicolas Cage. Um, and this guy is a multiple-time felon. He robs... Convenience stores, but unfortunately the gun's not loaded. And he says it's not a robbery if the gun's not loaded. I mean, it's, it's all this funny stuff he says. It's quirky. Um, but he's lovable. I mean, you fall in love with this guy and his wife, who is a prison guard. Um, even though they kidnap a child, you know, <laughs> you're rooting for them the whole time. Um, and the reason is because of all their weird quirks that make them lovable, you know, make them... Quirks are what make characters more realistic. We all have weird quirks. We all have, you know, those things that um, turn people off, maybe. Or, uh, you know, sometimes I'm one of those people that, you know, I'm having a conversation with people. and I'm trying to be cordial, but um, whatever it is that I am gives off this weird vibe. (laughs) And sometimes people don't like me for some reason, that's not a big deal to me. I don't really care. Um, but usually I'm pretty, I'm pretty, you know, outgoing and, and uh, but you know, I'm a writer and I'm thinking all the time about my, my work and, you know, um, sometimes I don't, you know, contribute to, to conversations. I kind of stand and listen, or sometimes I try to contribute too much to a conversation. <laughs> So um, those are my little quirks that make me who I am. Um, My wife loves me for it, which is great. Um, But sometimes in conversations with people and interpersonal relationships with others outside my family, um, this can be kind of annoying. (laughs) I'm working on it. So Um, Okay, so that's all I have for today. Um, Tune in next week. I'm still trying to get some interviews. Um, Those are coming soon. I'm working on it. So uh, I hope you guys are staying warm. I hope you're staying safe. Uh, don't don't ever quit writing. The only thing that's going to get your, bu- your your book written is bum glue and fingers moving. So until next time, I'm Roger Colby, and this has been Writing is Hard Work. Because it is.